0: From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast with Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Okay, Coach, today starts a new season. You're about to embark on this journey with a different starting quarterback for the first time in your career here. Does that create a different feel to the start of this journey for you?
1: I think certainly it creates a a different feel. Um, You know, there's a sense of the unknown, you know, Um, when you're working at a a position of significance like quarterback and, and if you had the type of consistency in terms of the presence of Ben that we've had For such a long time, sure, it creates a different feel, um, but it's one that I have embraced. It's one that I've challenged the team to embrace throughout this entire process. You know, we laid that. We laid that gauntlet down back in the spring and just acknowledged that there were going to be some differences, that we weren't going to be resisted to it. As a matter of fact, we were going to run to it and embrace it and look for the silver lining in it, um, the opportunities to grow and grow together, the opportunities to gain some understanding of why we do things and alter some things to meet the needs of this crop of guys. And so um, it's been a good process. I feel really good about it. I've challenged uh, the group to feel good about it collectively but ultimately you know uh, that ball is going to be kicked off and we got to play and I'm excited about that as well.
0: Part of every NFL coach's job is his relationship with his players. Uh, what's a typical coach starting quarterback relationship
1: like at the NFL level? I think it's on it's, it's on the men. Um, I'll ask guys to be themselves but I'll simply ask them to be them best their best selves and so when, when people are being themselves, the nature of relationships are different based on the people. I've had really intimate relationships with individuals at that position. I've had strictly professional relationships with people at that position. The bottom line is, man, we've got to have good, clean, professional communication. We've got to gain a professional understanding. There's got to be mutual respect for the jobs that, that have to be done. Um, those are the things that are required. I think the personalities oftentimes dictate the nature or the depths of the other peripheral things, if you will.
0: Because of the, you know, you work together so closely with that individual. Um, he's a key part of the team. You're a key part of the coaching staff. Uh, is the relationship between the head coach and the quarterback in the NFL different than the relationship with other
1: players simply because of the position? It can be. Um, it can be, but again, um, like I mentioned, um, it's the personalities, it's the men. Um, it certainly can be. There's certainly more opportunities for it to be, um, but not a requirement. In situations like today,
0: the start of the regular season on the road against the the, the, the defending division champion, um, when I would ask you what you needed from your starting quarterback in, in this game in the past, you would say something like, we need Ben to be Ben. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is a different player and a person, so what might needing Mitch to be Mitch entail?
1: It's really the similar things that I would ask of Ben. We just worked together so long, and he had, he had become so consistent at delivering it that it became him. Um, I expect him to smile in the face of adversity, deliver the significant plays in the significant moments. Um, players, teams, and particularly players at the quarterback position are defined by their ability to operate in those weighty moments, Uh, possession downs, two-minute, et cetera. Um, I expect them to communicate and do the informal things that come with the position, particularly in moments of adversity and particularly um, when it's difficult, like crowd noise, et cetera, et cetera, never tire in terms of dealing with those things. And ultimately, take care of the football. Um, you got to take care of the football at the quarterback position. You got to take care of the football at any position on offense, but because of the frequency in which they handle it, it gets triply important.
0: Your backup quarterback today, the guy who's potentially one snap away from having to play the most important position on a football team, it's a rookie. Uh, obviously, Kenny Pickett earned that your, that job and your trust, or he wouldn't be in that role. Uh, what about
1: him convinced you he's ready for that? His play inside stadiums and. In uh, the maturation process and the rate of that maturation process inside stadiums. Um, I think once we got into a stadium, boy, you, you, you saw something click in him where he says, okay, this is what it is. It wasn't anything mystical. It wasn't anything that, you know – Um, that he couldn't have a feel for or or understand. And I think he realized pretty quickly that he can swim in those waters. And so I think he's kind of taken off at a a really consistent rate since then. And so, um, you know, his comfort level creates comfort level in those around him, whether it's teammates or coaches and I think we're all comfortable with his position within this group and if called upon uh, we won't blink because we know he wasn't he won't blink. During your news
0: conference on Tuesday one of the things you said about Trubisky was that he came to us with franchise quarterback experience. What did you mean by franchise quarterback experience?
1: He walked into that building or he pulled up in that parking lot every day in Chicago for four years wearing the responsibility with being the second pick in the draft and, and the guy that was anointed to play the position for the organization. And and there's no substitute for that experience. The responsibilities not only formally in terms of playing and preparing and, and, and leading and things of that nature, but the informal responsibilities, the dealing with the media and, and the things that, 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 that happen when you're a high-profile guy and holding down a position like that, um, it's a very natural thing for him because he's experienced it, and that experience is golden. So a, a guy in that position, I mean, is he told that this is
0: part of your, your daily existence here, all the things you just mentioned, or does he just come to learn it because he has to go through it and experience it?
1: Whether he's told or not, I think the, the, the doing, uh, the experience component of it um, is, is, is paramount. Um, I met with Kenny earlier this week, and I was talking about the the amount of urgency he he needs to have in his seven day cycle from a prep standpoint. Um, he needs to find his rhythm he needs to perfect that process, the things that he does in a formal business setting, the things that he does in an informal setting to supplement uh the things that he that he does for on a personal level to get a sense of comfort and game readiness man he 's got to perfect all those things before he 's on the clock legitimately. Going through that cycle process, whenever that may be, and so you got to carry that urgency. Um, you know, Mitch has lived that life. Uh, he's lived that life um, for a substantial amount of time, and 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 and, and boys value in that. I think you you're really comfortable with the unforeseen and the things that happen during the course of a football journey when you wear that experience. Getting ready to take on spring.
0: Uh, Over the offseason, the Bengals retooled their offensive line by adding right tackle Lael Collins, right guard Alex Kappa, and center Ted Karras via free agency. On the surface, that would seem to be similar to what you did during the offseason with your offensive line. Uh, when you studied the Bengals on video over this last week, did you see any similarities in terms of where the respective units are when it comes to growth and development? I did not
1: because the Bengals essentially didn't play theirs in the preseason. <laughs> you know, uh, There's not a lot of visual evidence of their growth and development collectively. Um, different people bring different approaches to the preseason. I never judge. Um, I just want to do what's appropriate and right for our group. Um, the development, the collective development of a of a unit or or a collective within a unit, I think, is, is something that has to happen through through snaps. And so, I'm a proponent of work. Um, I work the group. I want to take them into hostile environments. I want them to grow under those circumstances. I thought playing in Jacksonville. You know, in a hostile, quote-unquote, environment against a team that was further in development in, uh, than us was a good challenge for our group. I, I just think that's necessary for development. Um, but those are that's my vision for this collective. And so um, I don't question how it is they choose to go about business but it wasn't a lot of visual evidence of the growth and development of that group, so we'll see. You often talk about the importance of making plays in the weighty moments when it comes down to
0: determining the outcome of a game. Uh, what does that mean as it pertains to, to an offensive line, making plays in the weighty moments? How does an offensive line do that?
1: By blocking 91. And I'll just be that bluntly honest, you know, uh, they're dynamic players. They're dynamic players that are game-changing caliber players uh, just about every week on every team. Uh, and this week, um, you got to acknowledge that 91 is the type of guy that can change the climate in in an instant. Man, the probability of that goes way up when you get in one-dimensional circumstances, third and long and things of that nature. Part of standing up and smiling in the face of adversity is understanding when you're in the kitchen. And if you're playing tackle and we're one dimensional, and you got 91 across from you, you are in the kitchen. So that's how an offensive lineman stands up and answers the bell in those weighty moments. Um, we all got responsibilities. We all gotta stand up and deliver. Uh, it's easy to recognize sometimes when you're talking about ball carriers and quarterbacks and ball receivers. But boy, if you're playing left tackle and you're blocking 91 and it's third down and eight, boy, that is a rep. And that's a rep that should be highlighted. There should be a pitcher within pitcher, you know, uh, for those at home watching the game so they gain an appreciation for all 22 in those moments having to play and having to play big. One of the other
0: things you said in your Tuesday news conference about today's game was the process is the battle.
1: What do you mean by that? Meaning we can spend all week, you know, talking about the game, waiting for 1 o'clock on Sunday. But what are we doing with the time between now and then? You know, we got a chance to do something about 1 o'clock at Sunday, you know, when you're sitting there on Tuesday, uh, when you're sitting there on Wednesday. And so I like to shift the focus of the group away from what's exciting and what we all know is coming. And I want them to be excited about the present, about the construction and the engineering of a great day in preparation for Sunday. You know, we're not comfort seekers. Um, We want to focus our energies on the process, but we find comfort on Sunday at 1 o'clock when we've paid that price. And, and, and that's something that I, can sit, that I continually sell to our football team.
0: Your backup outside linebackers today, Malik Reed and Jameer Jones, neither of them spent any time with you during this training camp or this preseason. So what was the
1: process of preparing them for today? It's really simple. Malik is a guy that's played over 1,400 snaps in the NFL in the last uh, 24 months. He played 700-plus snaps in Denver last year, 700-plus snaps before. So his process is simply learning what our language is. This means this. This means that. Um, Jones is a guy, obviously, with less experience— But he was on our football team a year ago. He did play guard on our punt team a year ago. He did make our team a year ago. And so he has that place to hang his hat. And for those reasons, uh, their process of readiness has probably been more fluid than one would imagine uh, in terms of guys getting on a moving train. So do you spoon feed them? Like, for example,
0: this is what you need to know for this opponent and not worry about
1: teaching them the entire scheme or any of that stuff. No, not because of the variables I mentioned, I didn't. I gave it to them and I just wanted to see what could stick and who could operate and the guy that could operate better is going to be better positioned to to be the first man off the bench if you will today or if both guys are solid then both guys are in position to play today. That's just the approach I took because of the, you know, the unusual variables, the unique NFL experience. In the experience within our organization that Jones had, Najee Harris was voted
0: an offensive captain by his teammates. In this, just his second season in the league, what
1: makes him worthy of that recognition? He cares. Um, His talents are his talents, and you know we're all cognizant of his talents. Um, But he cares, Um, and it's more than just emotion. It's it's displayed in approach. It's it's displayed daily. It's displayed on the grass and meetings. Um, how he holds himself accountable, how he holds his teammates accountable. He wears it in a very natural way.
0: Uh, Larry Ogunjobi will be going against his old team today. Uh, In your experience, is
1: there anything special about that for an NFL player? It depends on the player. Some guys are serial killers. You know, um, they're emotionless. I'll never forget um, when we played Cincinnati, when James Harrison was playing for Cincinnati. I walk up to him in warm-ups. I said, hey, James, how you doing? He said, good, what's up? And and it was like I had just seen him the day before. Um, certain guys are wired a certain way, um, and, and, and they can compartmentalize, and they're like great white sharks, man. All they do is swim and eat. Some guys, it's an emotional moment. For James Harrison, he's a great white shark. He's a swimmer and an eater. Is Larry Ogunjobi a, a shark too? We'll see. Um, I, I doubt – Uh, he's James Harrison man there aren't many uh, who can compartmentalize like James Harrison that's the Mike Tomlin game day
0: podcast subscribe and download new episodes every week and check out all of the other shows we have to offer on the Steelers podcast network that's available on the Steelers mobile app the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts